You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. <clears throat> Do I have a cold open anywhere in there? Getting Judaism blackout drunk. mashup podcast honestly a cathartic version of the touchline media group because despite the fact that we don't particularly care about tennessee or alabama man beating your team after beating your rival after 15 years this podcast knows feels really good (laughs) and so we are we are standing in solidarity with um with all tennessee fans today because um i imagine you're hungover and you probably need some some somebody to, to help you carry some stuff like a how, how wildly were you cheering for Tennessee during that game? Um, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to describe because like watching Bama games, I don't get invested truly like watching Bama games. Like I don't think that the other team's going to win. Even when I watched like Texas yeah. A&M last week where you were like, something's weird with Alabama right now. Like they don't look normal and it's because Bryce Young's out and like, I never gave myself hope. And then like, okay, hi, I'm, uh asa aka the twig i'm your host uh, i'm here with my panelist and a sometimes co-host the uh, nerd angus um this episode is brought to you by Hello. smith workforce management group as well as paramount plus and whoever blue wire decides to put in okay <clears throat> i don't allow myself to think that alabama is going to lose yeah okay. yeah we were doing the same thing except just cheering very very loudly for tennessee and because... importantly importantly <laughs> Alabama got a bullshit fumble return for a touchdown with seven minutes left to go up by seven. And like every single sports fan, I don't care if you know nothing about football, everything about football, every single one of us has that superstitious thing in the back of your head that says, Oh no, not again. Nope. Can't do this. (laughs) It's like, it's like last year with Michigan 
and Ohio State, like Michigan was controlling the hell out of the game, was up by like, what was it, like 10 with three minutes left. And every yeah. Michigan fan was like just waiting for that. Uh, yeah, it was also like the same thing with the game this week. Like we weren't cash, cashing in on those uh, really long drives. And oh no, Penn State like got two crap plays two touchdowns and then all of a sudden they were they were up at the end of the end of the first half I'm like we're gonna lose this game because <laughs> that's just how yeah that's just like how anyways yeah we'll talk about that later no I was telling you to keep talking because I'm eating uh <laughs> oh yeah this is a very very visual podcast right uh yeah no fancy twigs right now is like eating lunch because he was doing other things today uh yeah no it I it's like it didn't feel great in like my brain as like a college football fan and a Michigan fan. So two negatives was just like, we're going to lose. <laughs> Even yeah. though like we were dominating them, like absolute, that game was absolute domination. And, and, the thing, and like, just like, like, let's just focus on Tennessee, Alabama for a second. Cause anytime yeah. Alabama loses, it's like, it's more important than whatever happened to your team. And this week, both Michigan and Michigan state won games against some version of a rival, right? like against the team you really do want to be um like say what you want about and we'll talk about Michigan Penn State in a second and like the history there and why I think Michigan does care a lot about that game in ways that you wouldn't normally think about a team that's not a quote rival unquote um but Tennessee and Alabama are rival rivals um yeah like they're not each other's primary rival um although are they like tertiary Bama might be the team that Tennessee wants to beat more than anybody else because the other teams that they conceivably could want to beat, you're talking about Kentucky, who they don't care about, um, Vanderbilt, who they don't care about. Georgia is much more of a Florida thing. Florida is much more of a Georgia thing. Tennessee sort of has a relationship to Alabama, like Michigan State does to Michigan, just with significantly more. um, Yeah, because Bama cares about uh, Auburn the most, right? Mm -hmm. And, And recently LSU. Um, yeah, but that's like a, that's a recent thing. It's right, not that's, a, no, historically Tennessee's biggest rival, I think is Bama and Bama's biggest rival is Auburn. Um, yeah, so, that, that sounds, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. And like Tennessee getting spanked by Saban over and over and over 15 times not over. See, have you, what was the last time you saw him that mad on the sideline? Saban? Yeah. Um, Probably anytime he plays Lane Kiffin. Kick six. No, it's anytime he plays Lane Kiffin. But like, yeah. it wasn't anger that, that was more interesting. It was helplessness. Um, because Nick Saban's a defensive backs coach. That's his bread and butter. It's, it's the same look that actually you see out of, you used to see out of D'Antonio and you're currently seeing out of Mel Tucker, which is, I know how to fix this. You jackass kids just can't do it. And and like, look, part of that's teaching, part of that's coaching, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Conceptually, yeah. defensive backs coaches understand what they're seeing and they know how to fix it and they can't. And Heupel, I mean, Heupel, Heupel is, has, has graduated from observer status. He is now part of, part of the rotating band of the Security Council at the UN. He's not a permanent member, but he is now in the rotation. Um, but he's an air raid guy. And so like the... The thing is, is that like when, when, when an air raid guy is humming, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah, to deal with. Yeah. Because like the entire 
concept is like you can't right (laughs) so i I actually did read the like there's a book called the perfect pass about helmuma and the way that he invented the air raid which is an offshoot of the run and shoot which is itself an offshoot of like the 30s tcu offense it doesn't matter whatever the point is is that it it the reason why it works is because there are like seven plays and every within those plays there are like a thousand choices mm-hmm. and so it's just like you're just putting people in situations to lose um yeah and the way that you beat that and nick saban has spent literally his entire head coaching career at alabama trying to figure out how to deal with that um because the teams that beat him were air raid teams always He's not getting beaten by teams who want to run the ball. No, I know. (laughs) Like he's getting beat by air raid teams. And so like the way that you deal with air raid is like, you just are better. You just can cover people one-on-one and they couldn't cover Jalen Hyatt. Five touchdowns later, they could not cover Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I would, but why? Like Bama has that talent or like guys injured. I like, why is it just... It's, it's because Saban's so, – so we don't often think of Saban as an ideologue, um, but he yeah. sort of is uh, with his defense. It's just when his de- – his defense gets broken by the same type of player over and over again. And you can go, you can go back to 2009 with, um, with South Carolina or, or 2012 or whoever it was. You know, like the way you beat Saban is you have an all-world wide receiver, Mike mm. Evans – uh, at Texas A&M was the one who, who did it most recently, right? Like, yeah, not most recently, but like Jamar Chase was a problem for Saban's yeah. defense. You have an yeah. all-world wide receiver and a quarterback who can hit him. And right. Jalen Hyatt, yeah, I don't know if Jalen Hyatt is that level, but yesterday he was. No, I think he is that level. <laughs> he could be. I, I don't watch enough Tennessee because I haven't had to. <laughs> but Hendon Hooker and Jalen Wyatt looked legit. And the thing is, is that Saban's defense breaks down if you have a, a wide receiver who can win one-on-one battles over and over again. Um, yeah. And it's it, like, it's, and we've talked about it and this will sort of like transition us a little bit, but we've talked about why Andrell Anthony is so important to Michigan's sort of broader goals. broader goals. It's because yeah. that's how you beat these types of defenses is you have a wide receiver who can actually break it. If Michigan could trade Andrell Anthony for Jaden Reed, I would say Michigan is the favorite in to win the national title. Because Jaden Reed is that type of wide receiver. Um, he just doesn't have anything else on his own. I disagree with that. Okay, you can. He is. Well, no, because like <laughs> Harbaugh isn't going to do that. I, I, I think it's like pretty oh. clear now. Like He's just not going to do that. Possibly. But what I'm saying is that nobody on Michigan other than Andrew Anthony can be that guy. Whether he will be that guy is up to Harbaugh, and I think you're right. But um, yeah. let's talk about how disappointing Penn State is. And I do want to toot our, toot our horn here for a second. Um, last week, listeners, you heard us say Michigan minus seven is way too low. Yep. We said it was way too low. And we, we said, I don't think Penn, Penn State's good. Maybe they're good, but I don't think they're good. Spoiler alert. They were not good. Not good. Oh, my God. They were so bad. <laughs> and, like, look, like, I got to tell you, the most, in, like, exciting thing for me sitting here on Sunday afternoon is that I had chalked that Penn State game up as, a, as an absolute L for Michigan State. And now I'm at like 70-30. Like, I think like Michigan State could get there. Not against Maybe. Michigan. So their, their, cor- 
their corners are legit good and like your running backs are not that good. Elijah no Collins, offense. man. <laughs> what? Nothing. We'll get there with <laughs> Michigan State in a second. No, I'm not saying Michigan State's going to beat Penn State. I'm not even saying yeah. that I would bet on them. I'm saying that before I thought it was going to be a Roman triumph. Now I think yeah. it's like a we'll see. We'll 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 pay attention to where we're at in a month and a half. Um so all right, so their defensive their their deal their cornerbacks and their D line are supposed to be like the best parts of their team. That and Sean Clifford, although like he's still he's still Sean broken. Clifford. He's Sean what? Clifford. He's Sean Clifford. Yeah. No, he, but he's like on and off injured. So yes, he's yes. Sean, okay, yeah, he's Clifford. Sean Clifford. <laughs> sure, but like you can't like you, you, just... you can't you can't separate Sean Clifford from the injuries at this point. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, we destroyed their D line. Like I, so I was at the game and I, I was actually there with Stump. And when Quorum broke open that the the sixty ish yard which touchdown, one? <laughs> uh, no, so to, the the first one was Edwards. Um, right, right. Yeah, Who, we're gonna give flowers to in a second. I'm 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 about to say some nice things about Donovan Edwards. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. And and um, I'm gonna get very very cult takey about it, but whatever. Go ahead. I so I, I looked over at stuff. I'm like. I, like what did Quorum have to do to to break open that run? And Stump was like nothing. It was a massive hole. I'm like, are you sure? And then I looked up at the at the scoreboard. The replay was like, oh my god, that was a massive hole. Like, and I, I, I think our O line is good. Hole. It's good. What? It's not great. It's good. The, the Michigan O line is good. They're yeah, not they're great. Good. They're they're good. They're good. Yeah. Penn State's uh, Penn defensive State made line, us look great. which was supposed to be good. Yeah. yeah. They 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 did that thing where it's like um, occasionally you'll get confused about the talent level of your team because you play a position group that's very bad. Like I I think that um, certain teams in the Big Ten think that their passing attacks are a lot better than they are because they've played Michigan State already. Looking at you, Minnesota, um, and like no, you're just playing an abject failure of a position group, and I think. Penn State's defensive line thought it was good because they hadn't played an offensive line that could do anything. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're seeing how bad Auburn is. And so the other teams that they've played, I mean, Northwestern, Purdue. Okay. Hey, Purdue took took the number 10 team in the country to the last second of that game. They almost beat the number 10 team in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the number 10 team in the country? Maybe they're maybe about that's to Syracuse is about to be the number 10 team in the country. Yeah, they are. Jeez. I, we'll talk about Syracuse <laughs> in a second as well. But like to talk about Michigan for a second, just yeah. like, I, I do want to say this one. We know who Penn state's offense is because Penn state's offenses look the same since Sean Clifford got broken. Um, I, I will say Sean Clifford's 60 yard run was very funny, not because it was, a funny like collapse of Michigan's defense, but because like you could see Michigan defensive backs, like looking at Sean Clifford as he was running. And like, you could see it in real time being like, fucking damn it. <laughs> like, ah, shit. And like, like, it wasn't like I'm concerned about the fate of this game or I need to really deal with this. It's just like, I'm going to get shooed out on Monday. This yeah. is, this is. Fuck. Yeah. I, like, like, like it was I no higher level. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody like, thought that he was going to pull. He's not a. He can't run. And you're just like, he doesn't oh, pull anymore. 
it, it, it was it was like um was it Cade who who stopped pulling or uh Shea Patterson Shea Patterson like no, they all they, they both did <laughs> yeah JJ doesn't uh, he probably should more but um but yeah like it was like it was a very funny thing and then obviously the defensive touchdown was like okay it bounced the ball yeah. bounced off two helmets not one two helmets like okay like they're, they're, what, they're, what are you supposed what, to do it was a belly yeah. thrown ball but like <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine watching that game live i didn't watch it live but like i can imagine watching that game live and being like oh this is going to be one of those games okay yeah okay yeah. yeah good but then it wasn't because like the thing is is that those games don't really happen to you when you can run the way that michigan was running yeah um because like you there's just nothing that the other team can do about it and michigan's running backs quorum uh, and Edwards, they, I I don't think that either of them have shown a real propensity for putting the ball on the turf. So like, uh, Edwards fumbled once this past game. Yeah, but I don't think it's like a thing. No, I mean it's more than Corm. Corm literally does not fumble. But right, yeah. he has the the same. I, and I hate to Fred Jackson this, but like, Mike Hart. Yes, Mike Hart hands. Yeah. Um, Say it, Bart. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Um, so just like, just, just sort of to, to sort of, because we're entering a bye week and next week we'll sort of do our look back, look forward, but just to sort of like preview that for Michigan's purposes, just because like, there's not much more to say about this game other than Penn state's defensive line got its ass kicked, um, over and over and over again. Um, but I think like Michigan is sort of in an interesting spot because they don't, I mean, and, and this is, again, I've talked about this before as it relates to Jim Harbaugh, he doesn't lose to bad teams. He doesn't no. drop games he shouldn't drop, um, which means that they've got one game. This is a one-game season for them. Um, yep. Well, no. one, and, one and a half. Illinois, Illinois no. might be a half. They're not. I promise you they're not. Um, like I, I, and that I, game's I, at I, home. Yeah. That, that's an, like, look, like we can, I'm going to gas up Illinois because it's funny as hell. Um, but, like, nah. Nah. They're not. They're not. They're, no. Um, so, but, but just sort of like assessing Michigan at this point in the season, where they're at, what they're looking like, I got to say, like, I appreciate Michigan's sort of like very boring way of going about its business. The defense is good. I'm not sure that it's great. I think it's good. And I think that the offense is maybe great. I think Corum is great. I think that the offense yeah. is good. I think Corum is special. And to give Donovan Edwards his flowers, I think that he he is going to be a really big pain in the ass uh, for the next two years because of his ability outside out out of the backfield. Um, I right. think his hands are the scariest part of Michigan's offense that Harbaugh hasn't used yet. Uh, no, he had a re- they had a really nice wheel route for him in this past no, game. No, but was, but, but what awesome. I'm saying is that they they sent him down the field maybe twice a game when yeah. defenses start to have to uh, account like. If Michigan ran mesh rail five times, which is normal mesh, but your running back essentially runs, uh, runs out fade, and then you can pass to him. You, you, you can't like, th- I don't know how you would defend that. Yeah. Dalvin cook destroyed us in the orange bowl that, by doing that, hey, that repeatedly. Play. Yeah. yeah. Mesh, ra- mesh rail is like a very simple way to get your, your running back the ball in space, but he doesn't need it in space. He needs an empty side of the field. And he, yeah. he he has hands like a wide receiver. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's a five star running back. Yeah, you know, he's awesome. Um, like I, I haven't seen Corum have hands that are really scary. He's a really really talented running back. But Edwards out of the backfield, I think, especially with JJ McCarthy next year, I, I that's actually 
the the tandem I'm much I'm I'm very much looking forward to. I think that it will be yeah probably the best quarterback running back combination outside of the top you know the big three, um yeah. whatever those three choose to do because yeah. whatever. But um, well, actually, I don't know how old Will Shipley is, but DJ Uyangalele and Will Shipley might be there as well. But yeah, they might be better. I think like the 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 thing with Michigan and I just to put sort of a bow on it is that they're good. And there aren't that many teams that are good, you know, three, three phase good. And Michigan yeah. is three phase good. Jake Moody is a very good kicker. The mm-hmm. offense is good. The defense is good. They don't, there's, there's not like really that much to be concerned about as a Michigan fan until you get to the team that is always going to concern you. Linebackers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean like, yes, if you want, like, like we can nitpick, like there are always, yeah. there's always room to nitpick and Michigan's yeah. linebackers are not, great they're not even good but it doesn't really matter until they you know have yep. to cover certain tight ends yeah uh and, yeah. and that might be a problem but um so that 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 sort of brings us to uh i mean is there anything else you want to say about that game how's the atmosphere you were you were actually at the big house yeah it was it was a really great atmosphere uh one weird very annoying thing that they started doing that you I think you would hate this. <laughs> uh, so as a result of the longer commercials on Fox, um, for some reason, the powers that be in the Michigan athletic department don't know how to use that time. And they have decided to, uh, to use it with a DJ, like an actual oh, like club DJ. It's a club DJ. So I, I don't hate that as much as you think, but I hate it for, for different reasons than you might consider. Um, I hated it so much because you're a Michigan fan. Um, it's a terrible idea for the big house. It's a terrible yeah, idea. It's, for it's, the big it's, house. A, it's a great idea for like Miami. It's a great idea for Spartan stadium. Yeah. No Spartan stadium would love it. Yeah. We they have it. one. <laughs> like as it turns out, they actually do have one, but like Michigan, do you know what you should do? You know, really what you should do? What? Let the band play an extra song. That's what I said. <laughs> like, just let the band play more. Like, we like, like the band. Right. We like stupid things that happen on the field, like games. Do you do you like games with uh with like the students? Yeah. Who cares? That's what we like. I I think like if you had like uh you know those like um those big like circular balls that like people run into each other like I don't know what they're called but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you like you yeah. put the person in the ball they like they have to yeah yeah right that yeah. do that that would be great yeah. that would be funny as hell um yeah. Or let like the drumline do more shit or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. The, they, Michigan... they had, a, they had a, a, someone like throwing a Frisbee to a dog. For some reason, Stump didn't like it because he thought the, he thought the dog was very of, good at It's a ripoff of Michigan State. Michigan State does that a lot. Oh, There's Zeke, Zeke the Wonder Dog, who's great. Um, it's like a very, I, I don't know if it's exclusive to Michigan State, but Michigan State's the only place that I've seen do it. And they, they do it like three, four times a game. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, the dog wasn't very good at catching the frisbee. <laughs> All dogs are good dogs. It's fine. Yeah, um, he was uh, trying his best. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. or she, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, hold on. I guess you know what I want to talk about. We're, we're, we'll talk about Michigan State on the other side of the break. But since we're talking about uh, animals on the field, did you see that uh, what happened at the SMU game? No, there was a 15 minute delay because uh, the SMU horse shit on the field. <laughs> actually shit on the field here's what i think about this game (laughs) they actually had to and like like apparently like so like i didn't know this about smu but like they like 
let the horse like run in the middle of the field and run, run back. Like, you know, like how like Oklahoma does like the sooner schooner and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's fun. Yeah. I don't want to get into precisely the way that horses work in public venues. Um, but most of them have like plug up their ass so that they don't shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> Disneyland does that. And like SMU apparently was just like, he'll hold it. He's a good horse. He did not. <laughs> so like, there was like people whose job it was like, take like, like g- little Gatorade cups and like scoop up the horse shit. Um, which is just like so funny to me because it's like so college it's because like awesome. it, it, like the breakdown there is like very reasonable but also like one yeah. of those things where it's like we let you have a horse on the field how do you not have proper horse programs yeah um so shout out to smu uh way to go we have no notes please continue to do that um but it would be like like you know how like lsu has like the tiger in the cage like what if we just didn't feed the tiger what would happen it's like fucking feed the tiger <laughs> do it um I, I don't know if there are horse enemas but give the fucking smu horse uh, an enema make sure it doesn't have shit in there um so there's a delay of that sort which is like one of those things where it's like how can you not love college football that's yeah. one that's one yeah. of the examples um yeah. so uh so so that's that's my view on on that animals on the field uh dogs on the field great um and so uh i'm glad that the michigan um venue is is not doing great but otherwise was a good time was it weird being around around 18 year olds as a 30 something well i wasn't around the 18 year olds as a 30 something you didn't i was i mean you you guys were there for the weekend did you go to like the bar or something i mean we we don't go to south university anymore because it's weird Uh, we don't do that good see i always thought that that would be a very funny like experience um I've, i've not done it but like going to a college bar as a 30 something, I think is one of the funniest things that happens regularly. And if oh, you're doing it seriously, if you're doing it seriously, it's sad. If you're doing it yeah. semi-ironically to make undergrads look at you as like the old guy, hilarious. Very into that. I, I d- did do it over the summer when a friend got married. Um, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious because like you have like these like, I, I understand everybody at the bar is 21, but you have these 18 year olds who like, they look at you and they're like, are you like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, why are you here? I feel weird being here with you. And like, yeah. And like, maybe yeah. that's just like my dad instincts where it's like the concept of, of making, um, making young people like embarrassed for you. Like, oh gosh, I'm, it's so cringe. Like that's what this, the yeah. Gen Z loves saying. Like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm having so a fish if you're if you're there like on Saturday morning, like before football, I Not think weird. it's that fine. Was always, no, 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 that, that was that, always part of the game. Like it's yeah, it's, that's, that's part that's, of the game. It's part of the game. If yeah. you go if you go to uh, Blue Lap at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and you, you're not allowed to be weird to the old people who are there. Yeah. those are the rules. Yeah, like, we all accept that. The parents just decide to come in. They want to have a drink with their kid. Great, good idea. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brown brown jug. You're not allowed to be weird about people ordering food. No, you did. No. Well, <laughs> I, I did order food at brown jug once. Uh, it was so, fine. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you a story about my time uh, with brown jug. Um, as you might remember, my first year uh, in law school, I lived across the street from the brown jug, and friend of the pod Nico and I used to go on Monday nights 
to Brown Jug because appetizers were half off and we were the only people there. Uh, and it was great because you get to a point with your bar going where you're like, oh, where's, where's it popping to like, at some point you're like, where are the fewest amount of people and the best deals for, for what I'm trying to do? And it's like, ah, yes, Brown Jug on a Monday. That was the place to be. And by place to be, I mean, nobody was there and it was phenomenal. Um, but, but anyways, uh, as, as just sort of to put a bow on Michigan and, and that before we, before we go to a a break right here, um, Michigan's good. I think it's going to be fine. I think that there's one more game on the schedule. And as long as you don't dick trip, which Michigan under Harbaugh really doesn't. No, not really. Um, because there's nobody who's good on both sides of the ball. So, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk, obviously talk about that game more, but it's still, it's always a concern of mine. It should be, but what shouldn't concern you is your ability to watch the champions league. And do you know why? Sponsor question mark. Hey everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have, <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, no. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Boys. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. I hope that I, I timed that properly. Anyways. Um, all right. Let's talk about hashtag real rival. You excited? I watched no minutes of this. Actually, I watched like five minutes of this game, so. Enjoy. Go ahead. Okay. Have the microphone. Yes. Uh, so Michigan State um, is no better or worse than they've been. It's just Wisconsin. I think like people saw them beat the shit out of Northwestern uh, or Illinois, or whoever they beat the crap out of last week uh, in Jim Leonard's first game. And they were like, oh, Wisconsin's not as bad as they looked. And it's like, no, no, no. They suck. Make no, no mistake. They're, they're not good. Graham Mertz is bad. Um, he's been bad. He's going to be bad. Like there is hey, no Do you remember when, when Graham Mertz... Uh, got the start his freshman year. And I was like, wow, Wisconsin got a five-star recruit at quarterback. They're going to be great. Guess what? He's not good. Narrator. They were not great. Nope. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, why do you think the five-star went to Wisconsin? <laughs> is it because, <laughs> is, it, is it because like all of the schools that get five-star quarterbacks looked at him and they were like, all nah. right, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, because like five-star quarterbacks don't go to Wisconsin. Five-star quarterbacks don't go to any, but uh, any uh, outside of like the top, like eight, like you get five-star quarterbacks at um, Alabama, LSU, not even LSU, Alabama. They don't go to Georgia. 
USC. Clemson, USC, Ohio State, Penn State, occasionally Michigan, occasionally Oklahoma, Texas. Like these these types of places. Like they don't go to Wisconsin. Michigan State like will occasionally get a high four star and we're super jazzed about it at quarterback because five star quarterbacks don't go to places other than the places they go. Um, but anyways, watching the, the Michigan state game, I've talked a little bit on this podcast about how Xavier Henderson and Jacob Slade being out is the reason why Michigan state's defense is uh, a dumpster fire. Um, and Xavier Henderson and Jacob Slade came back and suddenly Michigan state's defense didn't look abjectly horrible. They didn't look great. I mean, they looked okay. Braylon Allen had like four-ish yards of carry, which is good. And Graham Mertz was bad, and that's fine. But Michigan State has made bad quarterbacks look good for um, two years now, three years maybe. Um, And they didn't let him look that great. And they were starting another true freshman at safety. Not the one you're thinking of. They're on to their second true freshman at safety. That's not good at safety. No, you don't. You want the old guy, by old, I mean like the 21 year olds. You want the old guys at safety. There are no old guys at safety. There's Xavier Henderson, a walk-on and two true freshmen. Um, The walk-on hurt. The first true freshman hurt. We are on to the second true freshman at safety. Um, So, so. so, he he should have had like two interceptions, which is a separate issue, but whatever. In the offseason, is it also like a requirement that Tucker gets a new strength and conditioning guy? So I am a little bit cagey about that because the injuries that have happened to Michigan State were all weren't muscle injuries, right? Like oh, okay. the first the first true freshman is out because um he got a concussion. The second true freshman is out because of like a broken hand. Like like there's no strength and conditioning that's like gonna fix yeah that. yeah if someone um, steps on your hand and there's nothing right. you can do about that right it, it just sort of is what it is um i think it was like bad luck um yeah. but i don't know it's, i mean ever look everybody should be under the microscope um but just in terms of this defense i think is like the biggest thing that we were all concerned about coming into the year because last year it was terrible and this year it's terrible but i think it's somewhat of it is that in this game they made actually a schematic shift that uh, some of us have been pushing for for um, a while, which is that they took their uh, converted defensive end, put him back at linebacker, and ran a four three. They didn't run a four two five. They ran a four three, a oh. true four three defense in the Big Ten. And I hate to freaking rich rod this, but it turns out that you might want to have a stacked box in the Big Ten. Yep. And so, and like that, that converted defensive end who, or converted linebacker who was playing defensive end and like sort of had like slowed down since playing serious teams had 11 tackles and a sack and a forced fumble and and an interception. And it turns out like he's only really a designated pass rusher. He couldn't really hold up against the run. And it's one of those things where it's like, you begin to wonder if maybe the problem here was that the wrong people got hurt, Right. Like Darius Snow got hurt and suddenly the four, two, five you were playing with was bad. And, you know, Chris Bogle got hurt and you had to convert one of your linebackers to defensive end. Um, none, look, none of this is saying that if everybody was healthy, Michigan state would be sitting at seven and zero right now. Right. But it's, it's, it's the question of like, do you beat, do you, do you, do you show up a little bit better against 
the three teams who blew you out, who, sh- who probably shouldn't have. And that's, that's where you're, you, you begin questioning things, right? No amount of health was going to make Ohio State a game, right? But no. if, if, if Xavier Henderson and Jacob Slade are there, do you hang tough against Washington in a way that maybe you, you didn't early in that game? Yeah, probably. Possible. You know? And, and do, do, do you not get the brakes blown off you by Tanner Morgan of all people? Like, yeah, probably. How is uh, Washington doing? They're bad. They're not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think the thing is, especially with Michigan State's defense, and I'll talk about the offense in a second, but like yeah. the defense, I think like we were all hoping that they would just be sort of bad instead of horrendous. And I think that this team probably, this defense probably is just bad. Um, and like if, Peyton Thorne and the offense had shown up in the way that we thought they, they might just bad would have been okay. Um, so like, I'm, I'm not, again, like I talked about last week, how like I wasn't disappointed with the way that Michigan state lost to, to Ohio state. I thought they were going to lose by 30. They lost by 29. Okay, fine. Like that's more or less what I expected. And this game against Wisconsin is what is the type of performance I was expecting against Maryland and Minnesota and, and Washington. The performance against Wisconsin still would have lost by 30 to Ohio state. But it would not have lost by 11 to Washington. It would not have lost by 14 to Maryland, yeah. right? Like, like you would have been the same thing that you had here, um, which is a yeah. close, tight game and a, a coin flip. Now, they won this coin flip because they needed to. But if, if you turn those coin flip gains back into co- coin flip gains, and instead of one and three, you're sitting at two and two in those games, and Michigan State is not three and four, they're four and three, well, suddenly yeah. you're saying to yourself, okay, like, that's more or less what we expected. Fine. Okay. And, and that's sort of where I'm at with it. And in terms of the offense, I mean, it's very simple. If Jaden Reed is in this team, this offense works. And if he's not, it doesn't. Now, if it's all right, it's not great. I mean, like you should not have to rely on one receiver for your offense. This This is the second year in a row in which our offense required NFL talent at multiple positions in order to work. That's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's the opposite of what you want. What you want is an offense that works regardless of this sk- the skill talent you have. But this Jay Johnson's offense requires multiple NFL players at skill positions. And um, when Jaden Reed is healthy, it, it looks good. It looks like it makes sense. Um, luckily, he's healthy. But when he's not, Michigan State looked atrocious. And the offensive yeah. line is, look, you can't fix it. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to do. You cannot make it better. It's bad. And it's not getting better. Is there one, is there one guy on the line who's actually good? Yeah. Um, I, I, I happen to believe that Nick Samak, the center, is actually pretty good. And I, the reason I say that is because there are very few blown blitz p- pickups. Um, yeah. And left guard J.D. Duplain's okay. Jarrett Horst should be good and isn't because he has no discipline. So twice a game, he gets 15-yard penalties. Um, Spencer Brown is the type of right tackle who, if everything else was going well, would be good, but he's, Mm -hmm. but like, you can't have your right tackle, um, requiring a chip, like your left tackle could require a chip, but your right tackle can't. And he's not great. And the right guard position is, has been bad forever. So whatever. Um, he could try like the, the weird Brady Hoke era thing where Al Borges decided to take our left tackle and like just move him around the line <laughs> as required. Yeah. No. Um, the, the most interesting uh, thing that worked for one game and then it got blown up the next game. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the most interesting thing that happened from a, from a schematic point of view for Michigan state's offense was that like 
they remembered that they have two tight ends who can catch and run. Um, yeah. And they weren't playing the converted tight end or the converted punter as much. Um, like the way that this offense, like, and, and it sucks because like, you can see it, right? Mm. Like, it, like with certain teams, like you can see how this is supposed to work. It just doesn't. Daniel Barker and Malik Carr are, are matchup problems. And they just don't get the ball as much because Jay Johnson wants to run the ball and he needs the blocking tight end to do it. And it's like, to me, it's like, what if we didn't? What if we simply didn't do that? And we ran one back and, you know, the tight ends we have are pass first and you let Jaden Reed go out for routes all the damn time and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they want to run the ball. Jalen Berger is okay. Jarek Broussard is not. Elijah Collins is okay. And if they like, it's both of the, all of these running backs, if they had a good offensive line would average probably 4.5 to five yards of carry. They don't. So they're averaging three to 3.5. Yeah. You know, that's what Blake, a good offensive line will do. Right. And like you look at Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and you see like the next level, which is they make okay blocking look great. Kenneth Walker did the same, right? There was a joke actually amongst Michigan state players that um, Kenneth Walker's nickname was uh, the eraser. And why was it the eraser? Because he erased mistakes. He made mistakes, not mistakes anymore. Right. Like, so like in the Michigan game, there's a good example where it's like, Hey, what if we didn't block Aiden Hutchinson? And Kenneth Walker was like, I will run around him. I guess (laughs) I will. (laughs) I guess I I, I will humiliate the second overall pick. And it's like, okay, there aren't many running backs who can do that. Blake Corum's one of them for what it's worth. Um, I know he's awesome. He's great, but like there aren't that many running backs who can make high level talent look stupid. Um, Michigan State doesn't have one at the moment. Um, I don't. I don't think that they're going to have one for a while. Uh, they they have a four star from Texas who's who's pretty well regarded, but like, who knows? Um, so, anyways, just to put, sort of put a bow on Michigan State, and we'll, we'll we can uh-huh. talk about everything else. Um, going into the bye week at three and four is one game below what my sort of entering the season worst case scenario was. Um, and that's okay, right? Like you've dropped a, an extra game than I thought was, was likely. And the reason why is because I never thought that Ohio state was going to be a win. And I thought that they would go two and two in the Minnesota, Washington, Wisconsin, or I thought that there was a very real possibility of two losses amongst Wisconsin, Washington, and Minnesota yeah. and Maryland, I guess. Um, and that's three losses. And okay, this team was never going to compete for anything. So now it, what it is, is it's, you have to overperform in one more game in order to get bowl eligibility. You should smoke Indiana and Rutgers. Both of them are bad. Um, so, uh, so Indiana is actually, I think that they're pretty well coached. I mean, I don't think they have S- a ton of talent. S and P plus disagrees with you. <laughs> really? They have them as like the 80th best team in the country. I said well coached. I did not say that they were good. I said well coached. Fine. But like, the and thing I think is, Tom is that... Allen is good at like attacking an opponent's tendencies. Sure. And so... if Michigan State loses that game, they deserve not to make a, a bowl game this year. But like, if you, if yeah. you, the thing is, is that there's two teams that Michigan State should be fi- favored by anywhere from six to nine nice uh, points based on SP plus. Um, and then there are three more games that they should buy SP plus lose. Um, and that's Illinois, Penn state and Michigan. Now, if Michigan state can win the two games that it should win, they just need to go one and two against two very beatable teams in Michigan. 
And like, we never know what the hell's going on in the Michigan, Michigan state game anyways. So would I bet on Michigan state to win? No. Would I bet on Michigan to win by 40? Yeah, probably. But like, who knows? Weird things happen in that game. Um, uh, is, what was the last time that we were both on a bye week before oh, the Michigan, Michigan years. state game? It's miserable. I am not ready for two weeks of discourse. Yeah. But like, I guess the good news is that like, there's like Michigan state fans are like very realistic. I think at this point in the season, like I, I, I swim in these waters and I like, I I know what the general temperature is amongst Michigan state fans. And generally speaking, we all sort of believe we're going to get our asses kicked. And so like, I I can't imagine there's going to be like that much chirping. Um, Like I'm still going to like talk the shit that I normally talk, which is like, Hey, when was the last time Michigan beat Michigan state? And it was like, ah, three years ago. Interesting. Interesting. But beyond that, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, Blake Corum's going to get bottled up by this defense that just let up 130 yards to name your running back. <laughs> or like, oh yeah, JJ McCarthy is <laughs> going to throw multiple interceptions to the defensive backs who make Tanner Morgan look like an NFL quarterback. Like I, there's no shit talking to be had. Like the best I can give you is, um, if Michigan's defense doesn't significantly account for Jaden Reed, he will probably go for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. I don't think so, that that's going to be enough. So what bet did we agree to? Uh, we, I don't think that we ever actually agreed to it, but we, we have our traveling trophy. Um, Do you have the traveling trophy? And I think that the, the stated bet was if, um, if Michigan wins, I need to buy a Maisie Smith jersey and wear it around. And oh, yeah, if Michigan right. State wins, you need to buy a Jalen Berger uh, jersey and wear it around uh, for multiple occasions. I think that we said like twice on night out, nights out. Um, yep. So, uh, so that I think that are, with are photographic we, evidence, right? Absolutely. Are we uh, on the on the on the uh, the Twitter? Um, are we are we confirming that? Are we are we uh, are we shaking hands? We're shaking hands. All right. Um, for the record, I know this is a visual medium, but. Uh, Angus just gave me the, uh, the uh, white supremacist okay uh, ham symbol. So um, feel free to cancel nerd Angus for that. Uh, is that what that is? Yeah, no, do you, do you not remember that? that, that oh, no, I don't remember this at all. Okay, no. so, so this is important, dear listener, to college football um, in the sense that it's not. But uh, for a while, like, like it was like all these like coded ham symbols were like, oh, this is actually white supremacy. This is white supremacy. And then someone said that like the AOK um, or the like three uh, hand oh, symbol. It's because of uh, it's, it's, it's because of QAnon. Yeah, but but it, it actually it actually came um, after the fact. Like at first, people were like, "Oh yeah, everything's a white supremacist thing," and they like did the OK, and it was like three percenters or like something or whites only or whatever. Like they yeah. made something up, and then like white supremacists actually did adopt it. <laughs> So it actually did become <laughs> like a white supremacist hand motion when people were like, we were, we were joking. This was a joke about the nature of conspiracies and you all just decided to do it. Okay, cool. Great. Happy we're doing this. Um, alternatively, I guess it's the Malcolm in the middle below the waist symbol. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know how like best to describe it, but like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you, yeah, if you show it to your friend and they see it you're like oh i get to punch you now i did that to my brother uh in a sucker the other day which was very funny wow you brought that back out didn't you i did good job it, it yeah we great. did that for a full summer when we were 12 <laughs> uh i don't know if you've listened to the last episode of this podcast but it is canon that me and stumpy have not progressed past 14 
Um, speaking of which, Blink-182 is back. Are we excited about that? That song was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. No, it was kind of boring. Do you know what it was? It was, um, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, Bowling for Soup. Like, it was like, da, 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 Yeah, da, but like, da, da, da. Uh, why is that like what we're going for with Blink-182? Uh, we're not. We're just happy that they're back. I think like we yeah. have a very, you know, Blink-182 is our drug addict, son. Like, it's like, oh, you got a job and you have your own apartment? Great. Good job, <laughs> Blink-182, son. Whereas like for our other sons, like for me, you know, like, let's say like the 1975. It's like when they, or the killers, the killers are a great example. Like the killers come out with a song and I'm like, oh, you donkey, this sucks. Whereas for Blink-182, like they could come out and like, just like fart for 30 seconds. We'd be like, gotten the, you gotten the, the record, you gotten the studio, way to go, Tom. We believe in you. Um, which, which did you like better? Did you like the song better or the intro video? The intro video. video, so much more. The intro video was hilarious. Um, amazing. <laughs> but like, here, so here's why I'm, I'm, I'm moderately excited um, is because I actually am one of the very few people who liked Neighborhoods. Um, the last Tom DeLonge, Blink-182 yeah, record. I actually liked it a lot. I thought that it like, it had, it, it took the right lessons from the self-titled and, and went in a new direction. Um, because yeah. you can't just keep making Enema of the State over and over and over again, especially when you have gray hair, like Mark Hoppus does. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I, I think that there's like something to progressing and, and doing something different. But like, at this point, it's like, are you touring? Great. Who are you touring? Who, do we know who they're touring with? Um, yeah. So in the U.S., they're touring. I, I honestly didn't recognize the band. It's some older band that they liked growing up. Who it, I mean, can you look, can we look at this up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so while we do are you that, Are you going to the show? I want to. I mean, like, the thing is, is that, like, I will always want to go to a Blink-182 show because um, Blink-182 shows are fun, yeah. right? Like, even, even if they're old, even if it's, like, whatever, like, they're just fun. So, like, why not? Like, I went to their show when it was them with, um, with Skiba, and it was like, yeah, they played Damn It. It was fun. Like... <laughs> Okay, like, was it was it the right thing? No. Was it, like, the best show I've ever been to? No. But, like, who cares? Um, are, are, are you seeing who they're... Um, hang on. I'm finding it. Uh, da, 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 da. This is You're good. You're probably going to find this good. before I do. I, I, like, I cannot see who it is. Uh, yeah. Supporting... Oh, I found it. Okay. Who is um, it? Uh... Wallows. Oh, so Turnstile, I think, is the one who will be with them in the U.S. And then okay. they also have the story so far and Rise Against. Oh, nice. Both of those are fine. Story so far. Rise Against is not until Australia, so that's not. Oh, we're not getting. We're not getting Rise Against. No, uh, story so far that is in uh, that's in Europe, and then I'm pretty sure we're getting Turnstile. Great, we get so the worst of the three. Excellent. Happy to hear it. Have you um, heard of Turnstile? No, but I'm going to listen to a lot of them between now and June when they when yeah. Blink One Eight Two comes. Yeah. So um, that's apparently that's the band that like really inspired them. Oh, it's, so it's it's like when when Gaslight toured with the Hold Steady and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, cool, great, Hold Steady, yep. that's awesome. <laughs> um, but like, I wish that they would have like gone on with like Jawbreaker, like because yeah. you know that would have been more fun. <laughs> Or like do the thing that they that they used to do, which is like prop up young bands and have them open for you 
fans that you like. Yeah. Or remember that time that they just, you know, said screw it and toured with Panic and Fallout Boy and made Panic the first opener? Yeah. That That was was awesome. awesome. That was great. Or that time that they toured with Green Day? Like, also great. With Green Day? Do that. Do that. Don't overthink (laughs) this, guys. Like, Story So Far is sort of that. Like, Story So Far is like a little bit like that. But like, it's fine. We're going to see your show regardless of who the opener is. So make the opener fun. Make me want yeah. to get there on time, yeah. um, which like, I don't tend to do anymore. Um, yeah. But anyways, there were other college football games on, I guess. Um, Syracuse USC. is good. Oh, you want to talk USC first? Yeah, we can talk USC. That okay. game was wild. That game was wild. Lincoln Riley yeah. still doesn't want to play defense. And I respect no, the hell doesn't. out of it. I respect the hell out of it because... The fact of the matter is, is that when given the choice between doing something you don't want to do and not doing something you don't want to do, um, don't do it. Quiet quit. So uh, here's the, my takeaway from that. Uh, get Utah into the Big Ten. We want Utah. Get Utah into the Big Ten. Utah wants to be in the Big Ten. I, I feel like yeah. like culturally, Utah like is – and it's, it's ironic. An amazing fit. Yeah, ironic given the history of Mormonism and the, the Midwest – but like Utah is a great <laughs> cultural fit for the upper Midwest. Um, yeah. They want to run the ball and play defense. It sounds awesome. Can you imagine how miserable an Iowa Utah game would be? Awful. Just Awful. terrible. That game was made for 10 a.m. though. <laughs> like that game was made for 10 a.m. where you're just like, oh God. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's ease into our Saturday. Just ease into it very slowly. Yeah. Uh, yep. As opposed to like, we're, we're, it, perfect fit. Starts at 10 a.m. Defense, and then by the time we get to Pac-12 after dark, no defense whatsoever. Right, we're it's just... great. It's it's what we want. Um, can we can we talk about how like somehow and, and like just like talking first things first. I'm glad that USC lost so that we 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 can actually get the two Big Ten two SEC playoff that we've all been clamoring for. Um, because like it's not hard to see how it happens. Yeah. Like Tennessee, Tennessee loses to Georgia, doesn't make the big, big, uh, the SEC championship game. Um, Georgia beats Bama. Yep. Tennessee and Georgia are in. And for, and it's Michigan and Ohio State, same thing. Whoever, whoever loses that game, um, they lose it close. And the, the winner of that game goes and beats the crap out of, let's be honest, Illinois. And like, yeah. great, cool. Um, Clemson continuing to win would put a, uh, problem there, but, um, I believe in you, Syracuse. I truly do. Um, and nobody's coming out of the Big 12 for obvious reasons. Although TCU, yeah. maybe. Maybe TCU. But maybe Syracuse. But maybe Syracuse. I, I, I really want Syracuse to come through because Sean Tucker in front of a national audience would be phenomenal. Like, I, I, I think everybody needs to get really comfortable with Sean Tucker because he is awesome. I don't know how Sean much Tucker you know about this. Good movie, by the way. Like, no, no, completely, completely un- unironically. Um, John Tucker Must Die is, is a watchable film. Um, like, and granted, like, I have a soft spot for, like, shitty teen comedies, but so, John Tucker Must Die, it is a watchable film. I, I like how that's your, uh, that's your uh, threshold for watching a movie. It's watchable. No, no, no. I, it's watchable. I, I, see, I see movies in a binary. It's, it's can I get through this? And there are films, yeah. like, I, so, so I've, I've talked, we, we've talked before about how like we like Marvel and we watch the Marvel movies and we do it and blah, blah, blah. 
Because um, they're all watchable. <laughs> they're mo- they're all watchable. Do you know what wasn't watchable? She-Hulk. She-Hulk was not watchable. That all right, we watched the first episode. So bad. It's like, so bad. I, I it's so I, bad. I keep seeing online that people kind of like it. No. And I'm like, should I give it another shot? And I'm much, like, I, I hated that so much. I can't. And and the thing is, is that like uh, uh, without spoiling it, the last episode like tries to be interesting and like great, fun, cool. But like it's it's coming off of Loki and Moon Knight, both of which were weird and good. Yeah. This show was just like, oh, it's boring. Cool. The bad guy. Wait, the bad guy, so have you watched all the episodes? I watched all the episodes because oh. um, at this point, at this point, um, my wife like views it as like a very low stakes way of sharing a an interest. So like we we watched it, but like normally when we watch Marvel shows or Marvel movies, it's like we're not really on our phones. Like we'll like make jokes to each other. Like the way that we watch House of the Dragon is like very like yeah. Like we'll pause and like make jokes and talk about things as it happens. Um, but we're like not really like scrolling. She Hulk, like it was like we were both scrolling, like we were treating it like chopped. Like it was like, uh, do I need to look up and see what what they're doing? Yes, great, cool, get back down. Um, it was it, it's just and it's and it's the uh the 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 woman who plays her, not the friend. The friend is a great actress who is in a show called Mixology, which is phenomenal. Um, I've I, I I've lost her name, but uh, the the main girl uh, who plays uh, She Hulk. She's a bad actress. It's like Jennifer or something, right? Or, no, the character's name is Jen Walters. Uh, Tatiana Mainsley. Yeah, something. Yeah. She's a bad actress. Like, and, and, and I'm not saying that for any other reason than she's a bad actress. And the people around her have to, like, pull her up so hard. Um, like Tim Roth, who plays uh, Abomination, um, who, who you'll know from such films as every Quentin Tarantino film, but mostly Reservoir Dogs. Um, uh, wait, 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 wait! He was in the the Edward Norton. Yeah, uh, he's abomination. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they brought him back. They I thought that back. they like shipped that movie out of Marvel canon. No, it's back. They 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 Why? they brought it back in because they wanted Tim Roth in this show because they oh. needed an actual actor. Um, and like, okay, Tim Roth is a good actor, and like the scenes that he shares with with She Hulk are just like, oh. Oh, this is so bad. And it's like you can uh, see him trying to like get it up, but it's like it's just not working. Yeah, it's the same thing when when she was sharing scenes with Mark Ruffalo. Awful. Like, yeah. And he's yeah. a great actor. He like there are very few actors that could make Hulk like good and interesting, but the writers and Tatiana awful. Like it's just yeah. not good. It's just not good. <laughs> and also like they 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 sort of like they did that wrestling thing where they they used an established strong character to put a new character over. But yeah. like we saw Hulk punch a, 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 a spaceship out of the air and he gets like knocked back by a Jeep. <laughs> and you're like, you're watching it. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, I understand yeah, Undertaker needs to Undertaker needs to lose to John Cena because Undertaker is not going to be here forever. But like, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. <laughs> pretend that john cena can lift 500 pounds right like what they do with big show like big show is actually 375 but they call him 550 because like people need to look stronger yeah um so but but anyways like that's that's the problem with she hulk um but moon knight and loki were good and you know i'm i'm warily optimistic about wakanda forever Uh, uh i think it's gonna be very good 
because it's, um, it's still got, it's still got like most of the infrastructure. Like obviously Chadwick Boseman being lost, like he's, he was a huge talent. He was a very, very good actor. Um, I would say Michael B. Jordan was the best part of the first Black Panther. He's obviously not coming back, but. I mean, yeah, they I, also like stud director. I. Yeah, he's great. He's never, I, I his name is escaping me right now, but. He, he, he did Fruitvale Station, right? Yeah. He did yeah. Fruitvale Station. He did the first Creed. Um, yes. Yes. He's, he's stellar. It's Ryan something? Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, and oh, they're doing a Creed 3, just talking about him. Um, yeah. Which I, okay. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I, I, I like those Creed films. Um, yeah. but I like, I mean, the first one's great. The second one was okay. The uh, second one was okay. It was yeah. not great. It was okay. okay. Um, he, he was a, Kugler was executive producer on it. I like he handed it off to someone else. Never, is, never a good idea. Never a good idea. He had other things going on, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, Texas beat Iowa State. I, I guess we're, we should talk about college football. Yeah, um, we should talk about football. <laughs> um, TCU winning was fun. They had a, they, they, that game was actually like wild and cool. Um, I didn't get what to watch almost any of it, but I watched all the highlights, like the 20 minute Matthew loves ball highlights or whatever, yeah. whatever I found on YouTube. I don't know if it was that one, um, but those are always good. Um, and, and I think like the, the, the good thing about yesterday in terms of like the way that it, I, I, I view yesterday as like a, a season three of a show where it's like, you've gotten past the initial action and like it's set up time. And like, I yeah. feel like we're in setup time where it's like, okay, well, uh, we've cleared off. We, we've gotten Alabama pissed so we can see their rise. Um, you know, Ole Miss is, has established themselves as like a, a potential challenger there. Tennessee is for real. Um, so like we have like the, the Tennessee versus Georgia uh, discomfort the rest of the way. Like you see what I mean? Like the, yeah. Nebraska yeah. losing to Purdue means that Nebraska is no longer in the West. The West is just Purdue and Illinois. That's fun. That's good. Yep. Um, Michigan dispatched Penn state. So we can just like do the whole Michigan and Ohio state the rest of the way. Um, yeah. USC got cleared out. We don't have to pay attention to the PAC 12. Um, Kansas lost their second time that that storyline has ended. So unfortunate. it's unfortunate, but like it, it gives us like very clear guidelines for what the rest of the way is. Right. It's like, can Syracuse yeah. do it? No, but they're going to go against Clemson and, I, I like setting up your storylines for the rest of the yeah. rest of the year. We're, I, uh, you know, Vince Gilligan is killing off the characters he needs to kill off so right. you can focus on the, uh, the, the end game, you know? <laughs> right. Like we, 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 we do need to get there. Like all the early season stuff that was fun. Like, Oh, Kansas. Ha ha. It's like, Nope, Kansas sucks. We're, we're done. Okay, good. Um, you're like, Oh, is USC going to be back? No. Is Texas good? No, no. Like we're, we're, we're fine. We're, you know, we we've gotten to where we need to get to. Um, and, and it's a, and it's really like, as far as I'm concerned, a a six team race for the national title. And that's great. That's awesome. I'm glad we're here. Do you know what would be really uh, useful right now? Tell me. A six team playoff. Sure would. But see, the problem is, is that for some reason we refuse to do things that make sense. Um, and also it'll be fine because implement good ideas when you have those good ideas and not just like delay for two seasons or whatever the hell they're doing. I mean, strictly speaking, they're just delaying until Texas and Oklahoma can get out of the Big 12. And the, the reason they cannot get out of the Big 12 is because Fox doesn't want them to get out of the Big 12 because it ruins their blah, 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 blah. But Fox Station should- Saturday, whatever. Right. But like, it's okay because guess what, Fox? I'm willing to bet that if you let Texas and Oklahoma leave, ESPN will be fine with USC and UCLA leaving. This is negotiation and bartering. It's fine. <laughs> 
That's how this works. Yeah. And like, oh, also we should talk about um, how this podcast is cursed and we talk about things and then suddenly immediately they go wrong. David Shaw went to South Bend and beat um, Notre Dame in the most Lloyd Carr game possible. I did see that score. Yep, 16-14. Uh, Notre Dame fans got predictably racist, so shout out to you guys. Way to, way to, we, our expectations are low, and it took you seven weeks and you, to And you up. met them. Good job. Right there. Way to go. Way to go. Our, literally, literally, my standard for Notre Dame fans is don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't kill people. And it's like, you can't meet it. Year after year, you can't meet it. Way to go, Notre Dame. Also, uh, I I don't want to make a joke about this because I'm not equipped to and neither are you, but I'm just going to give you a fact, okay? This is a fact. There is no joke associated. Is this a place that I want to go? We'll see. Um, Marcus Freeman converted to Catholicism this year. I don't have anything else to say about it. He became the head coach of Notre Dame. He converted to Catholicism. My eyes are squinting. I don't. Nothing else to say. I, I don't want to I, say anything. I, it's okay. It's okay. That is just a fact. That's not, there's no joke there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not making any secondary point. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. that's no, where we're, we're at. And we're still talking about it. We're still going. Okay. It's okay. Um, I, I also want to say that uh, going into this bye week, I'm really glad that Michigan state beat Wisconsin because the vibes at Michigan state over the next two weeks are going to be a little bit better. And when one of the teams is beaten down, in the Michigan Michigan State rivalry, it's not fun because, like, like, yeah, like, no one had fun when D'Antonio beat the crap out of Gardner. Disagree, but like the 2014 uh. game, uh, no, no, it wasn't the 2013 game was hilarious. The 2014 game, the 35 to 11, the spike game, if you remember it, uh, the Joe Bolden yes. spike game, um, yeah. like, like, there was no joy in that. No, nobody, no. nobody was like having fun with that game. Even D'Antonio wasn't having fun. He was doing it to prove a point. I, I think that's the game. I went over to my friend's apartment and we bought a handle of rail whiskey and frozen pizza rolls. And we just sat there in silence watching the game. Yeah. I, I, I watched that game in East Lansing, like at someone's house. And I, because like, I was like, even I was like, I don't, I don't need to go to this game. It's okay. Yeah. And like, like it, it, that's, that's sort of like, and that's the good news is that until relatively recently, like in the early 2010s, when Michigan, and, and the, the, like the late 2000s to mid 2010s, when Michigan was super down and also was like talking all of the shit about how Michigan state's not a real rival. And that's gone away under Harbaugh. Like I, I yeah. want to be very clear. Harbaugh has not de-emphasized the rivalry and uh, like Hoke did with like the Ohio stuff and, Desmond Howard every year does it, but like, yeah. there was like, at the time there was a lot of like, oh, Michigan state's not even a real rival. Notre Dame's our secondary rival, which is like, no, they're not, but it's fine. That's not true. And like, like, and so like the joke among Michigan state fans, which wasn't really a joke, which is like, Michigan's not good enough to be our rival in any sport. Wisconsin's our real rival. Um, because like, that was like the like hashtag real rival. Like it was a whole thing that was like mostly a joke because Michigan was so bad at football at, in that era. And also because Wisconsin basketball was like the true villain to Michigan State's ascent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, and like once, once Greg Gard took over from Bo Ryan and John Beeline took over at Michigan, like the, the shit came. Yeah. But like, but like there was like a serious amount of time where I would rather have beaten Wisconsin than beaten Michigan because it was such a pain in the ass. 
like in, t- in terms of basketball, like not football. Yeah. It's always been that like that, but like in basketball, like there was a good amount of time where I hated Bo Ryan way more than I hated whoever was the coach of Michigan, whether it was he also just or, looks like a villain. Yeah. He looks like the bad guy in every single movie where the old guy somehow turns into a young guy at the end. He's Slash the Grinch. He looks like the Grinch. Sure. I'm good with that. Um, but like, so like beating Wisconsin as a Michigan state fan is, is actually pretty important in ways that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Um, especially since I was always a proponent of Michigan state belonging in the big 10 West. Um, because I, I felt that playing Wisconsin and Northwestern every year was much more important than playing Ohio state and Penn state for what should be obvious reasons. Like we were always going to play Michigan every year. Just should be obvious why I would have preferred yeah. to play Iowa, Wisconsin and Northwestern instead of Ohio state, Penn state. And um, I don't know, I'm cool playing Rutgers, but um, we, I, yeah, it's fine. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I think that that's, that's probably, are, were there any results that we missed that were funny? Um, I don't think oh, so. James Madison lost. James Madison got up to uh, FBS, um, went five and oh, everybody was like, this is so much fun. They're 25th. And then they lost. And the then they lost. Yeah. Which like, don't play Charleston Southern or Georgia Southern or whoever the hell they played. Um, but, uh, we will be back next week with lions takes because it's going to be bye week and we'll, we'll, we'll do some, some preview review of Michigan and Michigan state Baylor lost on, on Thursday because, um, that's how that works. But I do want to say, you don't have to watch Thursday night football. Um, when the NFL gives you games, you don't have to watch. Um, you don't. Also, they put the Broncos on Monday night. You don't have to watch that game. It's up to you. You can do literally anything else. I'm going to be drinking. I'm just not going to watch that game. Granted, I can't. But like, still, you, dear listener, when you're listening to this, Monday night football is tonight. You don't have to watch it. You don't. Rise above. I have been your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. Uh, you can find my co-host and panelist, Nerd Angus, at Nerd Angus on Twitter. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire or uh, at, uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Usually that's me. Sometimes it's someone else. Um, they don't usually sign their tweets. So if there's a tweet that doesn't seem to be from me, it's probably not. Um, you can find my co-host at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 He is currently on a plane. Uh, a special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, whoever Blue Air side put in, as well as Paramount Plus. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Notre Dame fan to stop being racist. They don't even need to listen to this podcast. Just tell them not to be racist. It's super easy. Don't do it. Um, but uh, as always, uh, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.